Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas to all of you in this room. Merry Christmas to everybody joining us online. It's great to greet and interact with several of you who I haven't seen in a while, and it's good to gather together. It's felt like 2020 maybe is the year uh, maybe more important than any other, that we're lighting the candles and we're gathering together around this central reality tonight, Emmanuel, God with us. So it was several years ago, um, Pastor Kerry and I, uh, we took a missions trip. It was one of those multi-country missions trips. The missions team had gotten together and said, hey, we want you to go and visit some of our partners. We've kind of outlined an itinerary that's going to cover three different countries, Spain, Bosnia, and India. We got through the first two legs of the journey. We were heading from Bosnia to India, and we had to go through Heathrow Airport in London. So we got to Heathrow, went and found our gate, New Delhi, India. We were looking for that gate. We got to the gate. We sat down. We had a little a bit to wait, and over the intercom came, Mr. Bowman, Mr. Simpson, please come to the counter, which you know in airport world. That's like the last thing you want to hear, right? Nothing good's going to happen on the other side of this. So we go up there, and we have our passports and our tickets, and and the gal says to us, she says, Mr. Simpson and Mr. Bowman, we need your visa, please. Now, in my naivety, I immediately kind of shot back. I said, ma'am, there must be some mistake of, of some sort because our tickets are already paid for. And she kind of looked at me like, she said, sir, it's not the Visa credit card that I need. It's the Visa that goes with your passport to get in the country. She said, no visa, no New Delhi. I stood there staring at her and I said, what are our options at this point? The first time that Carrie and I had ever heard that we needed a visa to get into the country of India. So a whole nother backstory, right? The travel agency who put together the whole trip, they missed one really important detail um, that we needed this. And so I said to her, I said, well, what are options, ma'am? We don't have uh, the visas. She said, you're staying in London. I said, no, our ticket says New Delhi. Our itinerary says New Delhi. Our plans are for New Delhi. She said, sir, no visa, no New Delhi. You stay London. Next, please. You know, I thought about, isn't that kind of a commentary on life? I, I thought about all the times, perhaps this year of all years, could we not say 2020? Does anybody remember, like, do you remember Christmas Eve 2019? It feels like years ago, but do you remember, like, we were, we were turning the calendar not only to a new year, but a new decade? So in church circles, like pastors and church leaders, we got all amped up to have like Vision 2020 series. You guys remember those? How'd that work out? Like, do you remember all the like hopes and plans and expectations that you had for 2020, this new year? Do you remember? And then all this happened. Like we had mapped out our whole itinerary for New Delhi, and we're stuck in London. Now, some of you are thinking, well, 2020 was a lot like 2019 or 2018 or 2017. 
Matter of fact, somebody here, somebody listening online might think, if you had to write a book and put like a chapter or put a book cover title over your life, you might hang a banner over it that says, I made plans for New Delhi, dot, 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 but I find myself stuck in London. Well, Christmas, Christmas comes to us and says this. Christmas says, if we'll, if we'll wait for it, if we'll look for it, if we'll stay open to it, God is found in those unexpected places and unlikely destinations. Yes, God can be found even in London. The prophet Isaiah, is who we're going to look at tonight for a few minutes, this is what he said, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 verse will be up here on the screen. The prophet says, 700 years before Jesus is born. So he's looking down the corridors of time and he says this, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch, notice capital B, will bear fruit. So Isaiah's drawing on like a forestry metaphor here. He's tapping into the forestry imagery to kind of capture the national pride of Israel. He basically says this, the national pride of Israel is like a field of burned out stumps. Because the Assyrians had just come in, kind of taken captive everybody. The small remnant that was left behind was taken away in 586 by the Babylonians into exile. The walls around Jerusalem are shattered and broken. The gates are burned. The temple's been ransacked. The people of God are uprooted and moved 700 miles away. And this is supposedly God's plan. These are God's people. This is God carrying out his purposes. And Isaiah says, I've got an analogy. I'm going to, it's like a field full of stumps, lifeless, barren. Does anybody have to deal with stumps in their yard before or on your property? What good is a stump? What do you do with stumps? You basically go and try to find a really expensive machine called a stump grinder, and you grind the daylights out of it, and then you eventually try to fill it in with some soil and some grass seed, or or you get one of those big backhoes and you just plow over the field. I mean, a field full of stumps is useless. It's lifeless. It's barren. Nothing good can come from the stumps. But in the language of Isaiah, he says, but there is one stump in all of that field. It's the stump of Jesse. Now, that's Bible language for King David's father. So, looking down the corridors of time, Isaiah says, well, there's one coming, God's rescuer, his redeemer, his savior, the Lord and king of all. He's going to come in the line of David from the stump of Jesse. So, Isaiah says, I know right now it looks over. It looks finished. It looks Like, what good could come of this? He says, hold on, wait for it, watch, expect, stay open to it. There's a stump, and a shoot is coming out of that stump. And out of that shoot, a branch, capital B. And here's verse 2. Here's what verse 2 says about that branch. It says, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of of the Lord. So that's 
kind of Bible language for what Christmas night is. On Christmas Eve, we get together and we declare that even in the middle of the unexpected places and unplanned destinations, God steps forward and says He's Lord of the stump. Tonight's about stumps and about God and where you find those intersect. Anybody been staring at some stumps this year? Some of you have stared headlong into a stump in your business. I mean, what used to be a business now just looks like a stump of itself. It's kind of been cut off and cut down. Students, I know it's been a a stump of a year when it comes to schooling and academics, whether you're in high school, college, middle school, elementary. I mean, it's just been. And then how about all the extracurricular activities, students, from youth theater and, and arts to sports? It's just been stumps. Maybe a stump in your finances, maybe a stump in ministry life. For some of you, a stump in your physical health. For others, a a stump-like reality with mental and emotional health or a, a stump in your marriage and family. Where are you staring at a stump that on the surface, like Isaiah, it might look like the Assyrians have come in, the Babylonians have come in, they've cut off, they've reduced, it's lifeless, it's finished, it's over, nothing good could possibly come of the stump. Until Christmas. Christmas says, wait, wait for it. Watch, watch for it. Stay, stay open to it because there is a stump. And a shoot is coming out of that stump. And that shoot is going to be a a branch, capital B, and that branch is going to heal and bless the nations. For Isaiah is foreshadowing what the Virgin Mary hears. Matthew chapter 1, Luke chapter 1, the Virgin Mary, an unwed teenage girl, hears an angel of the Lord say, you're going to be with child even though you've never been with a man. And you're going to give this child's name Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, the Savior of the world. He's going to save people from their sin. So here's God coming from the stump of Jesse through the branch that came forth. And he says to an unwed, pregnant, teenage girl, on the outskirts of Bethlehem, in a little animal cave. That's what the manger was. It was just a little, because there wasn't any room. There wasn't any normal rooms available. So here's Mary about to give birth, and she needs a place to do it. So outskirts of Bethlehem, in a little animal cave. She gives birth to a boy, and she gives him the name Jesus. And if any of us were looking on that scene, we'd say, that's God's plan to save the world? That's as stump-like as it comes. A baby who can't even wipe his own nose is going to be savior of all? He's king of the Jews? How is this going to be? And this baby grows up. Mary and Joseph begin to raise him. And when he gets to be a teenage boy, many would have expected for him to step up and fulfill that Messiah-like right mantle that was on his shoulders. And he's 15, 17, 18, and all he's doing is going with Joseph to the wood shop and making footstools and wood benches and sanding things and, and building things. He's a blue-collar guy with his dad. 
And 18 turns into 20, turns into 25. Not until Jesus becomes a young man at the age of 30, he steps forward and he steps out and he begins to call a group around him to be his disciples. He begins to teach them about the kingdom of God. He begins to step forward into the Father's purposes for which he was sent on the earth to do. He begins to challenge the religious leaders and the religious elite. This is, this is that Jesus that is a stump. I mean, it's like Mary would probably keep telling the story. No, he's really the savior of the world. He's really the king of the Jews. But in their mind, the king of the Jews was going to kick the Romans out and restore the Jews to power. But this king, at the age of 33, he allows them to arrest him and then put him on trial. And Pilate, who's running the trial, has, his wife has a dream and says, you need to wash your hands. This guy is innocent. He's squeaky clean. He's done nothing deserving of death. And Pilate's washing his hands of it, and the crowd's chanting, crucify, crucify. Jesus is innocent. He goes on trial. They convict him. They beat him. They flog him. They put him on a cross, and they execute him publicly. And they put a sign over the cross, the king of the Jews. stump. It didn't get any more stump-like than when they laid the dead body of Jesus in the tomb and they rolled the stone away. And Herod thought he got the last word and Caesar thought he got the last word and Pilate thought he was finally done with all this and the religious leaders thought they could finally move on and get this Jesus stuff out of the way. They thought it was game over. Just a field full of stumps. It's, it's broken. It's burned. It's cut down. It's lifeless. It's barren. If you were Mary or Peter or James or Joseph or John, or you, you would have been thinking similar things. Until the third day comes and he rolls that stone away and he walks out of the grave and then all of a sudden <laughs> the words from Isaiah that says, wait, wait, there's one coming. From this stump, there's a shoot. From that shoot becomes a branch. And it's not just any branch. It's capital B branch that Jesus steps forth out of the grave. And he steps into his full resurrection glory. And to say, I'm now king of kings and lord of lords. I have defeated death. I've defeated sin. I rise and I stand forth and I step in to this promise that the Father had for me from the beginning. That just looked like a mustard seed. It just look like a stump. It just looked like a little shoot. It just looked like a branch. And then it was a baby. And then it became a young man. And now, tonight, church, tonight, has he fulfilled what Isaiah said he would fulfill? Blessing and healing the nations? Well, still a lot of work to be done. But tonight, even in COVID 2020, two billion plus people, 190 nations, we're gathering together. We're lighting the candles. We're singing the songs. We're reading the scriptures. And we're not doing it to the Assyrians or to the Babylonians, not in the name of Caesar, not to the Romans, not to Pontius Pilate, not to Herod. We're singing the songs. We're lighting the candles. We're proclaiming the word to the capital K King of all kings, the capital L Lord of all lords, Jesus of Nazareth, Emmanuel, God with us. He's come. The promise of the stump sending forth the shoot that will be a branch is here. And you know what it says to you and me, church? Whatever is our personal stump-like realities we're staring at, hey, listen to this. If God 
could handle that than whatever it is we're staring at that looks cut off, barren, broken down, over, finished. Here's what Christmas says. Christmas says, you bring your stump-like stuff to Jesus and he brings his resurrection healing grace to you. That's Christmas. So, we're standing at Heathrow Airport. I was staring at the tickets. Ticket said New Delhi. Might as well toss it in the trash. What are we going to do? Said to Carrie, said, well, Carrie, we might as well get on the subway. Let's get our bags. Let's get on the subway. Let's go see if the embassy's open. So we get on the subway. We go downtown London. See if the U.S. Embassy's open. It's closed for like two days, you know, whatever. So it's closed. <laughs> it's not going to be open for a couple of days. The person outside echoed the gate agent. You're stuck in London. Got it. Now what are we going to do? Well, we found a little hotel, got a room. Said, Carrie said, might as well make the best of it. Go see Westminster Abbey. Go see Buckingham Palace. <laughs> go see St. Paul's Cathedral. Go find a little local place where you get some fish and chips with the local British folks. Just make the best of it. It ended up being like one of the little highlights of the whole trip. The embassy eventually opens up. Here's what I discovered. Do you know how you get a visa quickly at a U.S. embassy on foreign soil? Cold, hard American cash. <laughs> Man, the more bills we flipped open the more responsive that young man on the other side of that desk was. In a few hours, we walked out of the U.S. Embassy with two visas to India, booked the next flight to New Delhi. We eventually got to New Delhi. Now, it wasn't our plan. It certainly wasn't the most efficient plan. <laughs> it wasn't the most direct route. But it was God's route. And we discovered something. That if we'll look for it, if we'll wait for it, if we'll stay open to it, in the unexpected places, in unplanned destinations, in those stump-like realities we stare at, we can find God. Even in London, you can find Him. And I don't know where Christmas 2020 finds you. I suspect each of us have our own little mini London story to offer this year. Where all the things we had mapped out. And all the hopes and dreams we had. And here we are. And tonight, the invitation is, look for the shoot. It becomes a branch that will heal and bless the nations. His name is Jesus. And he's God with us even here in the unexpected places, in unplanned destinations. He's here. Bring your stump-like realities to Jesus and let him bring his resurrection healing grace to you. Let's pray together. Father, there's a line in that song we sang earlier. Molly sang so beautifully, Oh Holy Night. That line that said, In the weary 
world rejoices. Wow. If ever there's been a year and ever there's been a night to sing that line, the weary world rejoices. And maybe tonight, maybe there's someone tonight that Christmas 2020, it's your time. It's God's time for you to say, you know what? Maybe you're just coming to Christmas Eve's service because that's what the family does. Or maybe you're listening online because that's just what we do. But tonight, the Spirit's speaking to your heart. And He's opening the eyes of your soul and you're seeing He's with you. He's here. And He's saying to you, bring your life to me. Bring it all. Crack open the door of your heart. Invite him to be your Lord and Savior. You can do that tonight. Just say, Jesus, save me. Heal me. Forgive me. I've tried to run things, control things, decide things. If anything this year is taught, I'm not nearly in control as I think I am. So I just, I lay it all down. Say, Jesus, here's the whole of my life. It's yours. You can just pray that right where you're at. Jesus, save me. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. maybe some others tonight that it's, you remember when you prayed that prayer. It could have been months ago or years ago and maybe if you were honest, you've been distracted, been drifting, been going all kinds of directions and tonight you feel like the Spirit's speaking to your heart. Say, hey, it's, it's time to come back. Tonight is a, a rededication, a recommitment, a returning and you just say, Jesus, here's the whole of my life. Here's my heart, my mind, my soul. Here's all of me. I just turn and give it all back to you. I want to come back. I want to come home. Rededicate myself to you. Fill me with your spirit. I want to live for you. And then for all of us, no doubt, we've all got our own personal stumps. Right now, we're just asking you to breathe by the power of your spirit. Breathe hope and strength and perseverance and courage and give us the eye of faith. Infuse us with Christmas hope, Lord, into this. To believe something good can and will come from the stump. That there is no stump so big and so lifeless that your love and grace aren't bigger still. I just want to invite you to open those up. Whatever it is you just feel like you're staring at, you just, I just can't see a way. I'm stuck in London, and I never wanted to be here. And that tonight, Jesus would open your eyes and say, God is here. Emmanuel's here. He's with us. thank you for all the times and all the ways not just this past year but in all the years of our life maybe when we weren't looking for you you came tracking us down and looking for us thank you that light has come and we open the eyes of our soul tonight and we lift them up to you and we say the shoot from the stump of Jesse became a branch to heal and bless the nations You are the Messiah, Christ, King, Savior, and Lord of all. 
and we worship you. Amen.